Like I said, maybe it's a bit number for a full rehearsal of music. There's a bit much better idea about pacing and the type of walk you're going to be doing. Just walk safely and calmly from 1 to 15 down here, and then 17 to 30 right at the end of the show. Eric, you ask if uh, art can be fashion, fashion can be art. The potential is there, yes, of course. I don't know, I kind of feel that there are lots of similarities, but then lots of differences as well. Art can be anything, including fashion. You know? It's just a difference of like, context most of the time and how people label things. The day-to-day -day is very different and you're subjected to different constraints. In order for fashion to be exciting, you need a creative mind. And in order to be creative, you need to be artistic. It's a form of self-expression for the fashion designer, but they have to consider their audience, whereas an artist is a lot freer in that respect. That's what I mean. The context is fundamentally different. Fashion is um, very much a reflection of our culture, of our society, where we are at the moment. And I think art is very much similar. Artists often rebel against the politics or against the culture. The same as the fashion designers, you know, we all have those kind of different ways of how we communicate with our customers. However, fashion, unlike art, has that very strong functional and practical side to it. You have to kind of really balance out what are your inspiration, what do you want to say, how much you want to experiment with something that is simply very practical because the bottom line is fashion is there to be used. My name is Roxanda Ilenčić. I'm a fashion designer and also founder of uh, brand Roxanda. Good, good. It's kind of the show is approaching, so it's all a bit kind of becoming a bit more stressful than usual. My show is uh, on 18th of February and it's going to be held at uh, Selfridges, Old Selfridges Hotel, a very exciting venue. The collection is inspired by incredible voluminous shapes from back home in Belgrade. Basically, the whole tradition and our national costumes are always like a really, really voluminous. For example, the pleats, the big volume of sleeves, the gorgeous, like a full swinging backs. All of that is kind of drawing inspiration from our tradition. I was always an artistic child. I always liked to customize my dolls' dresses, their hair, everything that was kind of coming under my hands. So there was always some sort of creation going on. Originally, I started uh, studying architecture because uh, back home, being a fashion designer at the time, didn't have such a big prospects. However, after getting enrolled in architecture, I also enrolled myself to Faculty of Applied Arts that had fashion and the costume design as one of the subjects. Even then, I kind of felt that although I'm trying to be something else, I guess that my heart and passion were always lying in fashion and just simply couldn't escape it. Roxanda was founded in 2005. 
I wanted um, to create timeless pieces, but at the same time, I wanted to create something very different of what was happening out there. Also, it was definitely brand that was strongly talking to women. You can see how many women choose to, to wear my dresses in quite difficult moments in their life, being difficult positive or difficult negative. My clothes is definitely coming across as some sort of I would say like an armor, like a soft armor that is protecting you from outside world or empowering you. The foundation of architectural approach to fashion is very, very strong DNA that I carry in my work. I was particularly drawn to kind of brutalist architecture. That kind of almost duality of kind of creating something that is extremely poetic or extremely approachable out of unexpected fabrics. Artwork feeds into my world quite a lot. It was always some point of reference, but now almost each season that I do, there is several artists that are on my mood boards. And I think that element of just kind of trying to capture what the artists were trying to say and then trying to kind of replicate that through my filter and through my prism into fashion. It's um, really exciting. For my latest collection, I'm working with our collective Troika. Hi, come on. I'm Eva Ruki. I am one of three artists from uh, Art Collective based in London and it's called Troika. I work together with Sebastian Noel. I'm Sebastian Noel. And Connie Fryer. Hi, I'm Connie. We met in Brixton over 18 years ago. We were flatmates back then. Coincidentally, we all happened to also study at the Royal College of Art. It was like the turn of the millennium and there were like super high expectations as to collapsing boundary between discipline and creative discipline. At that time, you could pretty much do anything. We became each other's sounding boards throughout our individual projects. Then continued after we graduated and never stopped. I met Troika through mutual kind of our connection that, that we both had. And funny enough, we realized that our studios are literally five minutes away from each other. So Troika, they all came to visit me in the studio and then I went to visit them in their studio. And it was really kind of very, very organic bonding between us. We found many similarities and it was, a, I would almost say, like a love on a first sight. Well, some people it just works, no? You have sort of a similar mindset, like a love for experimentation, tactility, materials. Roxana is just really open and just says, look, I really love your work. Can we do something together? And that's just such a great starting point. It started with kind of us talking together about many things. And I wanted to actually particularly reflect on their work that is called Borrowed Light. The first time we have worked with this photographic uh, slide film was in the Barbican. One of our more recent works at the Barbican, we are using photographic film, like basically it's a giant slide, but it stretches over 25 meters. What we have created is a sort of everlasting sunset. What I loved about it is actually the idea of presenting sunset and sunrise and seeing this incredible 
film that is constantly moving and it's actually a conversation between what is actually man-made, what is mechanical and what is nature. What informs our work is technological advancement and how that impacts on how we relate to one another, how we communicate and generally how it uh, changes our surrounding. The technology becomes very often a tool, so you'll find that we might be using digital software, you might be finding that we use specialist sort of lighting systems, so this all, all of these things come into making the pieces. I think the Troika are often asking those questions, like what is technology, how can technology relate to art, and those kind of questions and answers as well, because I think that often they give answers, are something that I was really drawn to. And, um, and I thought that synergy between our works will be wonderful. We really, really love both the spontaneity of Roxanda and her team and the kind of approach that she has, the way it's meticulously articulated, the architectural quality of it, the pleating, the material that she used, the finesse, and ultimately like, the softness. When she asks us, like, hey guys, do you want to do, do something for the catwalk? We said, of, of course. It's going to be really, really exciting to actually present this collection on the kind of stage, an art piece that Troika entirely masterminded themselves. They had a, obviously complete freedom to, to express themselves completely independent of my work. And then what I did, I kind of tried to uh, almost kind of design my collection around their pieces and around um, ideas that they had, as normally I do with all of my collections. Yeah. Come a little bit further through. That's more where we uh, work on the work uh, similar to the ones that uh, will be uh, seen on the set at all Selfridges. There's a bit of. Um... So the show is in the old Selfridges Hotel, which is a beautiful building that is uh, attached to the back of Selfridges in central London. You enter the space through this like old grand staircase with like amazing ironwork on the side, but you arrive into this kind of like really dark industrial looking space because everything has been gutted out. In that old derelict setting, we, we chose to create a kind of oasis, this very brightly lit white space. Rather than painting the walls white, which always has a particular texture to it, we wanted to find another way of whiting that space, almost a bit like Space Odyssey maybe, that creates a surreal backdrop for these very colorful clothes. So, I mean, we told them, okay, we would like five tons of salt on the ground, please, and they're like, okay, cool, how do we make this work? <laughs> I'm putting the saw down for the catwalk and we're raking it. You 
it's exciting to see what, what happens if you work with uh, so much salt on such a large scale. Perhaps you're going to taste it or smell something. You're going to realize, oh God, it's salt, which you're going to mistake probably at the beginning for sand. Breaking five and a half ton of salt. And it starts to smell really nice and salty. This is the first ever fashion catwalk that we've been asked to imagine. And it's uh, fascinating for an artist not to have to like uh, work in this kind of very uh, practical embedded context in a way. Uh, I don't think we should go right to the edge yet. I don't think it's worth it. If we work on the bits that aren't going to be highly trafficked, I'm all right. Leave, leave a corridor as you go. Yeah, yeah, just for now. The installation of that stage set Everyone will need to come together to be able to pull this off within two days. Uh, not an atypical time frame for the fashion world, for us it is. Mm -hmm. If we work on large-scale installations uh, that might be in a public setting, the time frames are very long, whereas here it has a certain energy behind it because it does happen in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But we have an amazing team to uh, support us to put this up. <laughs> I mean, we're not only collaborating with Roxanda, of course, we're also collaborating with a lighting designer, with a production team. That's new for us. We quite often <laughs> build our installation ourselves. I mean, it's quite exciting because now it's all coming together and start to really see the light. the catwalk, which is like the place where the salt is. We've been very, very um, light with like constructing um, anything else, apart from, from two large walls or like panes that act as a kind of a backlit backdrop for, for the films which we are using. It's not just an ordinary film, it's, it's in its format, uh, the biggest slide film that's ever been printed. The way we place the film in the space is that it will interact with the models as well. They sometimes will be walking past it or behind it. So there's going to be an element of the, the colors of the clothes mixing of the actual film. Traditionally, I would assume that the fashion designer would sort of like to keep things out of the path of the models and there it was really nice that Roxanda was really open to seeing what we can actually do in intersecting the space. Customers are to expect this kind of rainbow of colors, of, of very, very different colors that appears on their artwork, but also appears through my collection. And I try to kind of incorporate many colors again that are kind of not necessarily seen they go well with each other. When you see them against each other on the clothing, people usually get afraid or would not like to wear them. And I just wanted to kind of, again, challenge our perception of, of beauty. Yeah. Just do a little twist and heat that up. Yeah. 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 
Backstage of a fashion catwalk is relatively insane, right? Everything needs to happen, like in 10 minutes, bang, in, out. It's a context that is so different than what we normally operate in. So the hardest thing about dressing a model is normally just the time constraint. Everyone's going crazy around you, but you just have to focus and get every fold, every detail looking right. You know, we want to make Roxanne proud. I would probably wear look number two, the mustard um, full the sleeve yeah. dress. Yeah, it was uh, I think the, the white look with the feathers in the back, it's beautiful. Oh god, there's a really long, like cashmere looking camel coat with slits each side. In my mind, that's what I'd be wearing. <laughs> if I could buy any look, I would buy the suiting, the um, oatmeal suit, I believe that's look 20. Really unique set, um, really, really gorgeous. And it kind of took us to some kind of weird utopian beautifully lit beach. The collision of the set and the clothing is really quite remarkable. It's a beautiful thing to see. So theatrical, atmospheric, gorgeous. So precise, so elegant. As always, Roxanne puts out such a beautiful show. Congratulations all around. tired but very very exciting at the same time very happy I think that it worked out even better than I imagined I think once you see things in a real life becoming three-dimensional it, it, it really takes kind of different life and different meaning for me yes it all seems to have come to plan it was uh, well timed and, and beautiful I think it worked really really well I think everybody's like kind of like both elated and deflated at the same time because, uh, you know, it's like this kind of weird uh, high point and then... From reactions of the people and the audience, I, I think that people really enjoyed it and, and I think that that's the most important thing, to create experience that people are finding different, enjoyable and, and exciting. And you can really judge by applause how people perceive the show and it's always a big relief and a big encouragement when you, when you hear applause that I heard today. You know, a lot of people stick around, which I think is not very common in fashion show, mostly playing and exploring that kind of landscape we created, so it's great. It's really great lately, particularly like in London, how fashion and art are kind of merging more together, how galleries are opening the doors to fashion designers. It's much more normal now that fashion designers, uh, including myself, are showing within a fashion galleries and I'm lucky enough to be showing my um, summer collections always in Serpentine Summer Pavilion. And then also, you know, you often see fashion designers collaborating with artists during their big exhibitions in a big museums. This synergy, I think, creates good to both parties, to both artists and fashion, because I think that that exchange of ideas, exchange of design and art can always just bring good things. Collaborations give you the chance to see your own work in a different context, which makes you reflect on it in a different way. For us it's really interesting because we obviously 
collaborate so much with each other <laughs> within our collective. But it's really great for us to go outside and extend that. And ultimately, those collaborations are very important because they are fun, essentially. <laughs> I would definitely consider doing collaborations like this again. They always bring something in me that I didn't even know that I have. So, for example, you know, Troika really made me think in a different way and experiment with the colors in a different way. And, and I think even today, seeing their beautiful, beautiful installations, I, I think that it might trigger something for my next season. You never know. Next for Sunday is probably to go and celebrate with my team and with all the people that work so hard. Obviously, this wouldn't be possible without them, so it's definitely a time for celebration. Uh, there's going to be lots of drinks, lots of laughter and lots of pizzas. This episode of State of the Arts was brought to you by Selfridges Broadcast Channel, Hot Air. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Roxander, Eva Rookie, Connie Freya and Sebastian Noel of Troika. The producers were Holly Aquilina and L. Scott. The editor was Natalia Rodriguez. The sound designers were Ivan Manley and L. Scott and the executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Special thanks to Emma Clayton. To find out more about Selfridges' State of the Arts campaign and upcoming events, visit selfridges.com forward slash state of the arts. <laughs>